The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Heather Lamardo about her Memories Collection wedding at Luau Point. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how she planned the event and how she customized the package, and of course how everything turned out. So welcome, Heather. Thank you, Carrie. It's so nice to be here with you. Well, I'm so glad you could join me today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to get married at Walt Disney World with the Memories Collection. Getting married at Disney World was a fairly easy decision in the end. It took a while to get there, but we actually met on a Disney chat forum before we were a couple. We became friends and became closer while we were planning in a small group of friends online to run a race at Disney, the Princess Half Marathon back in 2014. And we, once we became a couple, traveled a lot to Disney together. We had spent our first Christmas together at Disney World. We were engaged at Disney World at Pop Century Resort. And we travel there both alone and with our kids a couple times a year. So Disney was always a special place to us. We're actually a long distance couple, still are. He's in Albany and I'm seven hours away driving in Cleveland, Ohio. And sometimes it's easier to meet <laughs> in Disney than it is to get to each other, oddly enough. So like on Christmas that one year, we I had kids with me here. He had kids with him there. We both got rid of our kids in the afternoon to go to their other parents. And so it was like, well, we'll never even see each other Christmas Day if we try to drive or take a train. And instead, there's no nonstop or direct flight. So we met in Disney. (laughs) But anyhow, so it was a pretty easy decision. We were engaged four years before we got married. And so I started looking, expecting like most people do, I think for it to be way out of the realm of possibility price-wise and was surprised to find that it wasn't, you could do something relatively back then, really relatively inexpensive. The pricing has changed since then, but there still is such a range of possibilities to kind of fit a range of budgets. We looked at cruise weddings. So that was kind of our thought process. We did consider other places. But in the end, we wanted to do something that was neither his home base nor my home base, but sort of, like I said, our together home, which is what Disney is. And so it worked out really well for us. That's awesome. And how did you pick the Memories Collection? Our journey to the Memories Collection took a long and winding road. We first, I was kind of leaning toward a cruise wedding and for a couple of different reasons, but I thought it would be a nice way to take. We we knew all along that we wanted our kids with us. So I have two boys. He has an adult son and his son is married. So at a minimum, 
we wanted them with us and we also wanted our parents with us if at all possible. My mom has some issues with travel, so we weren't sure if it, if that would work, but we wanted that ideally. So when we were first looking, I was looking at a cruise wedding. I was bouncing things off of Ron, my husband, and he had a big issue with the fact that on the cruise wedding, you get legal. This is funny because of the way things turned out, which you know, but he had a big issue with the cruise wedding being married legally on land before you have your ceremony later at sea or on the, the key. So that was kind of funny. And it was like an immediate no for him, that that's just not how weddings are done. You, you do your ceremony together when you're legally married. So that next the cruise wedding, the next place we landed was escape. Escape just seemed to fit us budget wise. We were only having, I think 10 of us total. So we didn't really need all of the escape people, but we had more than the memories people. So that was kind of the biggest determining factor for us and why we ended up at escape. But we also, I had my heart set on the wedding pavilion, which is an escape venue. And so it just seemed, you know, an obvious fit for us. And we had gone with escape. After we booked our escape wedding, we had some financial issues and had a change in our budget and ended up switching to memories, which I didn't think would be possible because again, the guest list was kind of the biggest thing to us. We actually considered not doing a Disney wedding at all because we were not going to be able to do escape and had more people than we thought we could have for memories. But I did call and talk to my coordinator. I was able to get us blessed to have the, I forget how many guests that ends up because I get confused, but there were not, there were 10 of us total. My stepson, my bonus son technically was an officiant, but they, they don't count. So my, my bonus son was an officiant. And then we had the two kids and the four parents and us, and we had a memories wedding and that worked out wonderfully for us. We still ended up doing cake and champagne sort of our own way and everything worked out great. That's cool. And you were able to just transfer your escape deposit toward the memories deposit. Yes, they transferred the deposit. They did not give me any grief about that whatsoever. I'm trying to think of how far out I switched. I think probably three months, three to two months out, we switched, and nobody gave me a hard time at all about that. So That's cool. So when you switched to memories, you then couldn't use the wedding pavilion anymore. So how did you pick Luau Point? Right. So we did have a, that was the the venue issue. So the funny thing is, or I don't know if it's funny, but we laugh because everything worked out so perfectly. And looking back, we're really happy that we ended up at Luau Point rather than at the wedding pavilion. I, as I said, really, really wanted the wedding pavilion. But when we went to look at it about a year out, actually a year, exactly a year out, we were there on our, it's our dating anniversary and the anniversary of when we were engaged and now our wedding anniversary was May 21st. So we were there May 21st of 2018, a year before our wedding and went to just kind of check out the wedding pavilion. I had never been there in person. He had never been there and he hadn't done all of the, you know, stalking and looking at a gazillion pictures the way that I did. So we went to check it out and he very strongly felt like the wedding pavilion was just not right, which was kind of tough for me at first because I really had my heart set on it. He did, however, love Picture Point. And what's funny is we had always said from day one, you know, we could see us getting married someday on a beach. It was not, it's not my first wedding, not his first wedding. He wanted something kind of low-key and very us, which is sort of an ongoing theme, but he wanted something low-key and us. We're not religious people. To him, the wedding pavilion felt churchish. It felt big and formal and not us. So he wanted Picture Point, which then, you know, for me, because I've been studying so much, was like, geez, for Picture Point, for anybody that doesn't know, you pay the Wedding Pavilion price and Wedding Pavilion is your rain backup location if you're doing an escape wedding. So 
he said he also liked that whenever we looked at other locations, we were unsure what our rain backup would be and we could end up in a ballroom. He liked the idea that if we did have a weather issue, we would be in the wedding pavilion, which I liked. So at least it would still be somewhere that we were really happy with in the event of weather, which is something not everybody thinks about, but is a big possibility in Florida. So we decided on picture point and I, over time, grew to be very happy with that plan. Then when we went to do, it's funny because my fiance at the time, husband, from day one was very much a tell me the date and time and I'll show up. But then whenever I did run anything by him, he had a lot of opinions, So, <laughs> which was, you know, and then he's like, well, then don't ask, just do it. And I'm like, but what if I had just done it? And like, for instance, the whole like, that's not that's not a wedding, having your, you know, ceremony different from your legal thing. That's not a wedding. And I'm like, what if I had chosen a cruise and you didn't and then we're suddenly we're getting married and I had not told you this, that would be bad. So anyhow, we were, we're looking at the different venues for memories, which I had, you know, we'd been there and I'd never looked at any of them because memories was just never even on my radar screen. So the Grand Floridian, everything at the Grand Floridian is beautiful. The pictures that were available online, there are a lot better pictures, I think, even now than when I first started looking, but I had not seen many weddings at the, the various different locations. And now there are a lot of pictures, especially on your website, Carrie, of all of the memories venues. And so that has helped. It helped even while we were planning, but it's helped more even since. We looked at the different Grand Floridian locations and my fiance felt that they looked kind of like you were at a park. Now, I think they're gorgeous. I've seen gorgeous weddings there, but they just didn't feel right to him. And the Grand Floridian kind of doesn't feel right to him, even though we were staying at the Grand Floridian. Again, it was that sort of formal, fancy feel that he felt was not low-key us. And I thought that Luau Beach would actually be a good idea because of this he being set on this us by the beach thing, but it turns out to him, that's not a beach. So I don't, I, I grew I grew up in Cleveland. Our beach is Lake Erie. It's a sandy beach. He grew up on Long Island and to him, you know, beach means, I guess, something a little bit different, although I'm sure they have the same kind of beaches we do, but it, by the water was more what he meant than sandy beaches and tropical. We're not like a cruise ship, sandy beaches, tropical kind of couple, I guess, at the end of the day, we don't really take beach vacations. So I, whenever I had looked at Luau Point, had only ever seen the more beachy location. I did like Luau Point because you could see from the one location, you can see the castle in the background, which was something that I did like about the wedding pavilion and Picture Point as well, is to have the castle sort of in the background because, again, we wanted, as part of our, it wasn't a totally Disney-themed theme, but Disney World and the castle and, and being there is important to us being at Disney at the castle for the fireworks of Magic Kingdom has always been very special to us as a couple. So we liked having the hassle in the background. But as it turns out, I saw these gorgeous pictures of Luau Point with the tree and the shaded area kind of at the other, if you set it up the other way, which is what I ended up doing. There's like a higher location and a lower location if you look at pictures. And so we did the lower location, which I had not even really seen until after I was already in a quandary and not happy with any of the memories locations and really not knowing what to do, we both liked that location when we saw it with the tree in the background and the shaded area. And as I said, it ended up being actually perfect. My mother-in-law was not doing very well health-wise as the wedding drew closer and there were benches there that people were able to sit on. It was shaded, which some of the other locations are not all that well shaded, especially at the time we had our wedding. So in retrospect, it was just the perfect choice, but not where we started. <laughs> it felt like a compromise at the time, honestly. Interesting. Okay. So which elements of the memories package did you choose? 
So we chose the, geez, what are the elements? I did not get my bouquet through Disney, through the package. I instead went with an outside vendor. So we got the, the substitute option was, I think, scattered rose petals and the two corsages I think I used from for the moms instead of getting them from the florist just because I think they were like the most expensive thing Disney had and I wanted to feel like I was at least getting my money's worth in retrospect that was sort of silly but that's what I went with for floral and then what else did I have to choose photo book versus the limo okay right so we went with the limo we actually weren't planning to use the limo at first I'm glad we did again because everybody in the whole family ended up using the limo which worked out well The substitution had been previously something different that was a little bit more appealing. By the time I went to choose, the substitution was for a flip book that just sounded like, wow, I might as well just use the limo. So I went with the limo. (laughs) (laughs) The change in going to the Polynesian versus having been at the Grand Floridian Villas and going to the Wedding Pavilion, it was made the limo a little bit more something we really needed to use. But Got it. Okay. And now I know a cake was really important to you. How did you end up doing that so that you could have a cake on your day? Because it's not included in the package. And so sometimes you kind of have to bend over backwards to add one. Right. So it's not included in the package. And again, thanks to your website, I did read up all the various ways to get a cake at Disney. We ended up getting a cake through the Grand Floridian Bakery. We stayed at the Grand Floridian Villas. I had booked, geez, before I even booked the wedding, I booked the villa through I rented points. I rented DVC points. And so we we had our kids with us. My 15-year-old and my 8-year-old, 9-year-old were with us. And the adult kids stayed somewhere else. But in our, in our room, we had the kids. And so figuring that out was kind of, we got a one-bedroom. So we had a, a living area, kitchen, also a bedroom, master bedroom, and sleeping area for the kids in kind of that common area. And then for the night before the wedding, so that we could be separated while we were getting dressed and have plenty of room, we got another room. We added a studio, which turns that into kind of a two-bedroom. So there's a living common area kind of in the middle with a kitchen and a living room, and there's a bedroom on either side. So he slept in one room, I slept in the other room. And we kept that also for the wedding night so that the kids could be in a different bedroom and we could be in another bedroom. But anyhow... We thought that was a nice place to have the whole family back to kind of the sort of hostess suite or whatever you want to call it in between the earlier in the day wedding and the later in the night ongoing festivities. We wanted a place for everybody to kind of come back together and be. So that had always been part of the plan. It wasn't a big issue for us to just say, oh, let's have a cake there too. We did end up wrangling a lot with exactly how to work that out. But once we once we settled on our timeline for the day, it, it worked out perfectly. And so I got a cake at the Grand Floridian bakery. I called Pat, who was very helpful. I sent her a lot of different ideas that I had and got a lot of quotes. The one frustrating thing about working, at least frustrating for me, about working with actually a lot of the Disney vendors is that it's hard to talk to the person who's actually doing your stuff, if not impossible. And it's all, I tell you what I want and you come back with a price and then I tell you something different and you come back with a price and it's sort of this strange negotiation rather than kind of, I didn't feel it was collaborative, I guess, in the way that I felt it was working with some of the, at least with my florist, it was, it felt more collaborative with the vendor who did my cake topper. It felt more collaborative. So the thing with the cakes is that they, it's hard to kind of, I felt like I was shooting in the dark, even having seen what other people had done and what they cost. And even talking to you, Carrie, who have, you've ordered a bazillion cakes. That was a little bit frustrating. But in the end, I, got, I ended up just sending the picture that had been the cake that I liked from very early on. I was a, it was a tangle themed, tangled themed cake that was, 
I felt it was more wedding-y than some other cakes that I've seen that are tangled themed and it worked out really well. I was happy. I was thrilled with the cake when I saw it. So I was worried about it, but I was thrilled with it when I saw it. <laughs> I'm so glad that worked out. <laughs> yeah. So then they deliver it. Right. I mean, that was seamless. They delivered it to the room. I asked to have it delivered while we were gone, which is perfect because it's Disney. And so they're able to just let themselves in and, and drop the cake off. And when we got back, it was already there. They brought us plates and knives and forks and napkins and all sorts of things that we didn't actually need. But it was great that they brought up, brought all of that for us. Yeah, it worked out really well. You mentioned the bouquet and using an outside vendor. What was the impetus there to go with an outside vendor rather than Disney? So the impetus with the outside vendor, again, I had already pretty much planned an escape wedding. So some of the transition was a little bit strange for me just because I had had my heart set on things and had looked at things for so long. And one of the things I was thrilled about was our date was driven by our anniversary, but I adore peonies, always have. I have peony bushes in my yard and they're just one of my favorite flowers. And I just think they're beautiful in wedding bouquets. So they have a seasonal peony bouquet, at least they did at the time as part of the escape package, but it's only available in certain months, one of which was May. So that worked out great for me and I was a happy camper. I asked when I switched to memories, whether it would be possible to pay for an upgrade to the memory or the escape bouquet, which they were willing to do. And I think it was 350 that they quoted me for it, which actually, once I got quotes from other vendors was pretty much in line with other vendors. But once I started to shop around and kind of price it just out of curiosity, from having heard from other brides that sometimes you can do floral for a lot less expensive elsewhere. I wanted more options. I just wanted to personalize it more. And like I said about the whole feeling of collaboration, it was trying to get a bouquet quote from Disney was sort of like, I email my coordinator, my coordinator emails floral, my coordinator comes back and says, here's what floral said. And it just felt like there was this disconnect. And one of the funny things is having had a wedding before I was married back in 1999. And weddings were a lot different then. Pinterest didn't exist then. And they were a lot more cookie cutter. And I didn't know. I was 23 years old. I didn't really know what I wanted. And I think one of the amazing things about weddings now is that people are able to make them so much their own in such so many different ways and so many little ways. I just love, I love weddings and I love seeing what people do with them. And one of my, I don't want to say regrets, but I kind of wasn't very picky about much with my first wedding. And that was a good thing. I was probably too picky this time, which was not as good of a thing. But <laughs> my wedding bouquet for my first wedding, I had kind of just said, oh, I want something loose and flowy. And I want this and that. And I want roses. And, and like what I got was nothing at all what I had pictured in my mind. So this time I went more with, hey, I have these inspiration photos. I have this and I have. And it was very much driven by budget when it came down to it, because while I was adjusting, floral was one of the things that was kind of at the end of the road there. So um, money was really getting to be a focus. And so it was great to be able to talk with somebody to feel that they understood what it was that I had in mind, that they heard me, that they were making suggestions. And like I said, to me, it should be a collaboration. It shouldn't be me giving a picture and somebody trying to copy it. It should be me saying, I like this. I don't like that. This is the feel I want. And them saying, oh, we could do X, Y, and Z. And so the person I ended up going with very much, I had that feel from and felt good about it. It was impossible to get that feel from emailing a coordinator and having her email somebody and them emailing her and her coming back and saying, here's a dollar amount. It, it just didn't feel, I was concerned I wouldn't get what I wanted. 
when I say I'm picky, I mean, I looked at the hydrangea and roses bouquet and I looked at people who've had those and I've seen some that were just beautiful. And I've seen some that frankly, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I would be really upset if they were my bouquet, which everybody has their own taste, but I don't like white flowers that are too green. So I was like worried because I was, I wanted a lot of kind of creamy white flowers. I was worried they would be too green. So a lot of that. I did like, which was relatively new, I think they have that mixed floor bouquet. And I'm curious to see more of those as they come out, because I don't think I've seen it often. And it's, I think it's that sort of newer, messier style of bouquet. And that one looked interesting. And I almost went with it, but I didn't. (laughs) Got it. Okay. What vendor did you use for your bouquet? I used Lee Forest uh, Designs, I think is the name, the official name. He was great to work with. I called him. I talked to a couple of different vendors and they all actually were great. And they all were kind of in the ballpark. And I have to say, and I listened to your podcast about, you know, kind of how to get the most bang for your buck on floral that I think was really helpful. And a lot of the vendors I felt kind of took that sort of approach of what are you looking to spend, you know, rather than me just going and saying, hey, I want this and then come back with a price. It made more sense to say. And I also very much wanted to focus on my bouquet. I know I've heard you, Carrie, say before that one of the better ways to say, one of the easy ways to save some costs on weddings is to not, and headaches, is to not have a bridal party. So, I mean, (laughs) I sort of had a bridal party, but the bridal party also was sort of just everybody that was at the wedding and also our immediate family. Because as I said, I have two sons, he has a son, we have a daughter-in-law. So my daughter-in-law was essentially my maid of honor. His son was the officiant and our boys were the ring bearer. And I don't know what we would call one was ring bearer and one was flower boy. But um, I was able to say to them, I really want the focus to be on my bridal bouquet. I want it to be something that I can throw in a vase and have look decorative later. I have a photo shoot. So it has to be something that's not going to wilt and look horrid after an hour of being outside in the Florida sun. And so it was nice to be able to kind of keep all of those elements in mind and then also to coordinate everybody's floral in a way that was, I want the focus to be on the bridal bouquet. I don't want to spend a ton on boutonnieres, but I want the boutonnieres to look nice. Got it. Okay. So did you plan a meal or a dessert party after the ceremony? We did. We had a meal at 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian, which is, for anybody that doesn't know, a buffet. It's a character meal. Cinderella and Prince Charming are there, as well as Lady Tremaine and the two Wicked Stepsisters. We've been there before. It's a hoot. It's some of the best character interaction, I think, anywhere. And I always laugh when people say there aren't character meals for young boys at Disney World, because my 15-year-old and last time we went, he was 13, who's very much a, you know, too cool for school kind of a kid, laughs every single time we go there. He has a blast with the stepsisters. They're hysterical. And I knew they would be a lot of fun at a wedding and they didn't disappoint. We had a great time there. They were so funny. Um, Lady Tremaine came over and made a big to-do and so did the stepsisters. And at one point they had us get up and dance and one of the stepsisters, and I don't remember who, danced with my 15-year-old too, which is really made for great video. So, and we have lots of fun pictures with Cinderella and I'm in a different dress, but I could have worn my gown if I had wanted to. So it was kind of a nice way to incorporate characters without paying for characters at the wedding itself, in which you actually can't even do with memories. So we decided very early on, on a, an ADR, like I said, there were 10 of us total. I had visions because I'm a control freak of a catered event, an event that I arranged and sort of did all the decor and menu and all of that for, but again, Mr. 
I don't care, just tell me where to be, he had a lot of opinions. And he felt strongly that we should do something that was kind of, this is Disney, right? We're not in a ballroom, something we could do at a reception anywhere. This is something that you're only really going to experience at Disney World. And so we initially were going to do dinner. At, we always wanted to go to Magic Kingdom in the evening too, which I know not everybody does, but we took the whole clan and we had a couple of fast passes planned of just classics. You know, it's a small world and Peter Pan and things like that, that we just wanted to do a couple of rides and kind of, again, if we had a theme, it was kind of Magic Kingdom is home to us. And so we wanted to do that with everybody on our wedding day. We thought it would be really cool. So knowing that we had originally looked at Be Our Guest for dinner be Our Guest changed their menu at some point, and we stopped and tried it and didn't really care for a lot of the food. So we ended up doing 1900 Park Fair, even though a buffet is sort of strange to me sometimes, it did work out well because everybody could get what they wanted. And with a group of 10, it's hard to accommodate everybody and yet have everybody have something they like and have enough food and all those things. That's a really good point. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day all fit together? Sure. So I did, we ended up doing our first look at the Magic Kingdom. So we had hair and makeup come. I used fairy tale hair and makeup. Stacey Otto was fabulous. She arrived at my hotel at three o'clock in the morning and we got picked up at 530 for the park shoot because they, we paid for an extra half hour for the first look at Magic Kingdom, which is like the best deal going. I think you and I talked about this, Carrie, at some point, but it was like, they suggested to me that if you're going to do a first look there, you should really add on a half an hour and it costs a hundred dollars more. And I'm like, okay, so this $2,400 park shoot that gives you an hour that everybody says goes by way too fast. I can add a half an hour for a hundred dollars. Yeah, I'll do that. So um, we got picked up at 5:30. We went and did our first look in our Magic Kingdom park shoot. And we actually snuck over to Pop Century after that. We had them take us there right from Magic Kingdom, the driver, because that's sort of a, a special place to us. That's where we got engaged. It's where we stayed in our first trip. We go there a lot um, and stay at Pop Century. So we popped over to Pop Century and took a couple pictures there on our own. And then we ended up taking a no, we wanted to take a minivan. We didn't, though. We just Ubered. But we we thought it would be cool to take a minivan, but we didn't. We Ubered back to our hotel, and we had left it kind of open with the kids there for people to come in and start doing their thing. We had some food out for breakfast, and my mom and my daughter-in-law got their hair and makeup done. So they were starting to do all that kind of as we were returning, which was sort of strange and part of what I fought with in the timeline because we kind of came back all dressed to everybody, which was anticlimactic, but it just worked. And at the end, um, it worked for us and it worked with what we wanted to accomplish that day. We were really happy that we were able to sneak in this little pop century visit. So I wouldn't have changed that at all. So anyhow, we went to the park shoot. The park shoot was from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. Then we went to pop century. Then we went back to the room. We had getting ready time for a little bit. And then the limo came for we separated ourselves again. So the limo came for my fiance and the guys at 10 and the limo came back for me and the women at 10:30 and we had an 11 o'clock ceremony at Luau Point. We had videography which we actually had for getting ready. So they came about an hour before the girls limo departed. They came at 9:30. Ceremony and photos from 11 to 12. The limo took everybody back to the Grand Floridian. We actually sneaked onto the monorail and took the monorail back to the Grand Floridian ourselves, just again for fun and to be us and to have, you know, something that reflected ourselves on the day. And took a couple of pictures in the Grand Floridian lobby and then bopped over and had our cake, which I think people ate maybe three slices of cake. So we had a lot of cake left over. 
we then kind of hung out in the room. We had some snacks. My fiance surprised me with a serenade when we got back to the room. So um, that was really nice and took mm-hmm. up some time. And we were supposed to do our first dance kind of in the room. We never actually ended up doing one. We did toasts, which were kind of unplanned, but were an awesome part of the day. And we had some really nice words from family that we weren't even expecting, which added to the specialness of the day for us. So we kind of just all hung out together kind of as a family. We did, as I said, we had some snacks there and which is probably why people didn't want as much cake because everybody was hungry after the morning and kind of munched on munchies. But we relaxed together. And at some point, you know, a few people took a walk, a few people ran over and got a drink at Meisner's. We ended up taking a nap, which was not planned, but very much appreciated. So we slept for an hour. And then we went, and then I woke up and was in a panic and rushing to get ready for dinner. (laughs) But we went to dinner at, I think dinner was at four o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, four o'clock was dinner at Park Fair. And then after that, we went to Magic Kingdom. We took the monorail over. And as I said, we had a couple of rides planned. And we actually, I didn't say this before, we did the happily ever after fireworks dessert party that is available to anybody. We just bought tickets for everyone to go to that. And so we did that because it's kind of a nice viewing area for the happily ever after fireworks. And we did do our little impromptu dance over there at the fireworks and take a couple of pictures. Nice. So out of all of that, what ended up being your favorite memory of the day? My favorite memory of the day was Obviously, the the ceremony itself was just beautiful. Everything came together perfectly. The family was all a part of it in all the ways that I had imagined. So that worked out really well. And I, I didn't say that when finances went haywire on us, we actually got it, ended up getting legally married back in December just because we had to for a couple of different logistical reasons. So this was a technically a vow renewal. But for us, it was really the I said, we're not religious people, but to me, this was sort of the spiritual marriage. There was the legal marriage and then the spiritual marriage and the, and the coming together as a family with the whole family there. And so the ceremony was just awesome for all of those reasons. And I have to say, probably my, yeah, my favorite memory was him singing to me when we got back because we always joke that I don't cry and he does cry. So we knew he was going to be very emotional and I wouldn't, but he managed to make me sob on my wedding day. So we'll go with that one because that, that doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I don't think anything went wrong. I did. We forgot all of the men's floral. So nobody wore a boutonniere, which Ron had his boutonniere because he had put it on in the morning, but nobody else had a boutonniere. They were still in the refrigerator. Um, My toss rose petals were still in the refrigerator. So that was just kind of a, we forgot thing that if there was anything that went wrong and it was that. And other than that, everything went really, really well. I mean, I think my take on every Disney trip we take is plan the heck out of it and then be willing to call audibles and open to, you know, things that just happen. So it might be that just nothing felt wrong to me because I was happy with everything that happened. (laughs) But no, there was nothing that really went wrong. That's so great to hear. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I was worried about everything, but <laughs> I, I, I think, and, and I say that laughingly, but it's true. And, and I think that I worried about a lot of things that ultimately didn't matter. But I think because at the end of the day, like I just said, my favorite thing was the ceremony, the words that we exchanged among ourselves. I, you know, yeah, the cake was great. Yeah, the flowers were pretty. Yeah. But what I remember and what I will remember and what mattered was the emotion and, and having family there with us. So 
you know, I can't think of something that I thought was a big deal that ended up not being, I guess. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I think I would have actually done everything exactly the way we did it. I know I'm really boring that way, but it's true. And I, and I think I told you this at some point, and this is probably like your next question. I'm preempting it, but about um, advice. I've been saying this on Facebook since it happened, but it's true. We very early on, actually before we even like set the date or when the wedding was going to be, again, we had a very long engagement and we had a lot of sort of stuff and we were blending two families and, and just a lot and a, a mom who didn't travel and a lot going on. And so we had to, kind of decide early on. And, and I, there were times when I felt that there was a disconnect between me and my fiance, now my husband about what we wanted or if we even wanted a wedding. So somebody had asked me early on, what is it that you want from a wedding? What's important to you? And I made, you know, sort of a, a ranked priority list and his priority list wasn't exactly my priority list, but he had one too. And we together kind of made one. So even before we had decided Disney, when the, the things were, you know, do we want to get married at Niagara Falls? Do we want to get married at a beach in our backyard? Do we want to get married? Those things sort of were ranked. And, and as I said, the number one thing to us was we wanted to have some celebration, some public celebration, and we wanted to have the family all together. You know, that was like number two and number three. And so throughout the process, when budgets changed and when, you know, we had to make decisions that were difficult to make, we could always come back to the list and kind of look at it and say, and even sometimes adjust it. One of the things on the lists that was very important to me that I didn't even realize how important it was, was actually the the theme park bridal shoot. Um, I wanted it. I probably, I didn't want to have any regrets. And I was worried that if I didn't, I would regret it. And we went through a lot of wrestling because it ended up being, when I had first booked the escape package, Anybody could do the the bridal attire theme park shoot at Magic Kingdom, and that changed between then and when I switched to memories. So when we were looking at maybe we can't afford a Disney wedding at all, maybe we'll just get married at Disney World or somewhere else at Disney World, or maybe we won't get married, we'll just have a trip. Um, I was going to lose the park shoot, and that became a big deal to me, and then... <laughs> we were having these conversations where my husband was making, my fiance was making other suggestions. And I kept saying, but then I lose the park shoot. And I mean, we honestly were doing the, what if we lie to them and say, we're going to do it later and postpone it and do the park shoot first, or will they take our pictures if we do that? (laughs) I mean, it was like, we were trying to figure out how in the world to get a park shoot in or, and then it was, we'll pay for the memories, but we won't actually use it. And he was looking at me like, you're insane. We're not paying $3,500 for a wedding that we're not actually going to use. But I was like, but we can't have everybody there. So, you know, maybe we'll get married, you know, off site at this park that I saw nearby. That's really pretty. And we'll just use the memories. Cause I don't know, we'll go have a dance with the violinist there or something, but at least then we've paid for it and we get our park shoot. And so it was like, He was like, you're crazy and you're paying all this money for the park shoot. And we had to have a real honest talk. But the real honest talk was, yeah, it really matters to me. And it's something I really want. And I feel really, really silly about that because I like to think about myself as not a frou-frou, materialistic, crazy princess girl. But it was something that mattered to me. And I would have been upset if I didn't have it. So, And I don't regret that we did it. I mean, we had a great time and, and the pictures are wonderful. And having our first look there alone, which we were, he was against, but we did. Um, he was against it first, but he came around too and really was happy we did it. it. It all just worked out great. So I just think that, you know, there's probably a million things that if I really stopped to think about it over time that I could think I could have changed. But I don't, there's nothing that sticks out to me that I'm like, oh, I wish we hadn't done that. But I think that that's a tribute to having had that priority list and stuck to that priority list and communicated with each other around that priority list. That's really great advice. 
Well, Heather, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story today. I think it's been really helpful for anyone who's interested in the memories collection or possibly switching from escape to memories. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks so much, Carrie. It was a pleasure. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.